Getting closer to game day against Cal. He's Zach Blackerby. I'm Brad Law. Thanks for watching Village Vice. Zach, we talked about linebacker play. Oh, man. And Hugh Freeze said in the weekly teleconference, which is still a thing, um, that that Austin Key's going to miss a while. He's got a thumb injury. He's going to have surgery. He's going to be out. So even more so now, even more pressing is uh, the, the linebacker play against a Cal team that can run the ball. Yeah, and he was so casual about it, too. He's like, yeah, Austin Keys, he's, you know, he, he hurt his thumb, and it's going to require surgery. He's going to be out a while. It's like, wait, say it again, coach. Say it again. So, obviously, that is a big deal. And I don't know if Austin Keys proved that he was the best linebacker on the team based on his performance this past weekend against UMass because that was kind of the talking point all throughout fall camp, right? He was injured. Yeah. We were a big chunk of fall camp. He finally returns, and the fact that he was the number one guy when to return, we're like, oh, man, what does that say about how the coaching staff feels about Austin Keys, which was clearly very high. Mm -hmm. Then when the lights came on on Saturday, I think Larry Nixon looked better than him, and Eugene Asante certainly did. I think Eugene Asante certainly is deserving of a spot, whether Keys was available or not. Now that Keys is not available, you got to think Eugene Asante is going to get a ton of snaps against Cal on Saturday, and rightfully so. I think he's deserving of it. I don't think this hurts Auburn as far as their chances against Cal, Brad, yeah. but the linebacker depth over the course of the season, I do think this is a concern. Yeah, I agree. And and who gets more? Does Wesley Steiner get a half a dozen more snaps? Can he give you instead of six? Can he give you 10 more? Well, it's either him or, or Woodyard, right? It's right. got to be one of those two. You would Robert think. Woodyard or Jake Levant. I mean, I think we're going to see more Jake Levant now in yeah. games and snaps that matter than we would have sure. before. But I think you, I mean, yeah, Eugene Asante played great and we have the confidence that he will continue to play very well. Um, it is the other guys. And we talked about that linebacking core you need to see more of. So now Larry Nixon, um, Cam Riley, very different bodies, very different skill sets, uh, but they will be tested. Cal, again, Cal's not the best not in the in the top two or three teams probably that Auburn will play this year. No. But I mean maybe even more so then. That's why you got to be able to contain what they do offensively to continue this idea, to continue the hope. That, All right, yes, maybe we can do it against the other teams down the road on the schedule. Yeah, I mean I don't think um outside of the other three non-conference games, I think Cal's definitely the toughest non-conference team they'll play, but outside of that as far as comparing Cal to the SEC slate, I think only Vanderbilt would be an easier game than Cal. So, I mean, this is one you need. Like, if you're in the crew that wants Auburn to win eight or nine games or it's a failure of the season, like, you need this one. You need this yeah. one on Saturday. You do. I think that's unrealistic expectations. We've already kind of talked about that. But if you're an Auburn fan and you're just going to freak out if Auburn doesn't win eight or nine games, you've got to win on Saturday. I don't see a path to it that doesn't include um, a win against Cal. Yeah. And – to do that, you're going to have to stop the run, and you're going to have to make um, Edwards, their quarterback, throw the football. And I don't know. Is it Edwards? That didn't sound right coming out. That's not no, his name. No, it's uh, what is his Jackson. Name? Yes, Jackson. Jackson. I think I did that on my other show, too. Peyton Thorne. He did. He did, which is kind of wild. But uh, you, you, you got to make him throw the football. Yeah. And I think Auburn is going to stack the box or at least play a bunch of guys close to the line of scrimmage, and I think they're going to dare him. Hey, try to run on it. Hopefully we can stop you. Hopefully we can contain um, Jay Nott. I mean, that guy's very, very explosive. And then you hope that you can use the strength of your defense, which are your defensive backs. We saw that a week ago. 
on Saturday against UMass. And you kind of hope and line up and say, hey, we're in a situation where we could beat you. You're not going to be able to consistently win one-on-one battles on the outside against our corners. doesn't matter if if, um, if Nehemiah Pritchett's back or not. I yeah. think DJ James and Kay and Lee can do enough to, to win those battles on the outside. So that, to me, is what their game plan is going to be. Linebacker is a big part of that. And you'd ideally like to be able to rotate some guys in and out at linebacker, and you may not be able to do that as much, which is a shame because that's what we saw over the past two years, right, is yeah. these linebackers play so many snaps, and that's just not sustainable over the course one of 60 minutes, two over the course of an entire season. And so I think that's why this stinks for the Auburn defense losing Austin Keys. Do you think as a one-off, as a, as a special defensive package, you could see more than one jack on the field at the same time? I do. Yeah. I do. Yeah, and, and that stuff they worked on in the spring, the stuff they've worked on this fall, they haven't done a whole lot of that during media windows, but I, I know that they've done it just from talking to folks. I do wonder if two Jacks on the field at the same time, do you have to have Jalen McLeod back to do that at a higher rate? But when you talk about the importance of winning at the line of scrimmage and setting the edge, you want Jalen McLeod, Elijah McAllister, and Steven Sings on the field as much as possible. I like those guys setting the edge more than Marcus Harris. I don't think that's Marcus Harris's strength. I think Marcus Harris's strength is penetration. Mm-hmm. I think Jason Jones' strength is holding a double team at the line of scrimmage and at the point of the attack. Yeah, I think Cal, much like UMass did on their opening drive, they're going to attack the edges of the field, and mm-hmm. you need those athletic, rangy linebackers that we call them jack linebackers in this Ron Roberts system. I love that idea, Brad, and I think there's a good chance we see it. Yeah, I think so too. I think I think defensively, the stage is set for a couple of freshmen to really show that they can do big things in college. And you mentioned Kay and Lee already. I think Kay and Lee and Keldrick Falk, you, you're going to need both of those guys on the back end and the front end of, of your defense against a team that is going to try to get to the edge in the running game. And if Auburn does stack that line, they're going to try to win one-on-ones in the passing game. And I'm excited to see what those two freshmen can do on the field Saturday. Mm-hmm. I'm with you. I'm with you. I think Cal's going to have to make a decision just like Auburn is, right? And I think to fully stop Cal, I think Auburn's going to have to sell out to stop the run and hope the quarterback doesn't beat them. And yeah. in the same vein, I think Auburn's going to have to sell out, or I think Cal's going to have to sell out to stop Auburn's rushing attack because if they kind of play it safe and play base, and they kind of do 50-50 attention to the passing game, 50-50 attention to the running game, I think Auburn's going to be able to run all over them. doesn't matter if Jarquez Hunter plays or not. They're going to run all over them, I think, just because I I believe Auburn's offensive line versus the Cal defensive line is a major mismatch in favor of Auburn. And so what I think Cal's going to do is very similar to what I think Auburn's going to do. I think they're going to stack the box, and I think they're going to say, hey, Peyton Thorne, you have to throw against us. And I think if they do that, I think Peyton Thorne will eat. I think he will absolutely be stuffed because he will be eating for 60 minutes straight and throwing for a lot of, lot of yards. Um, I've never had bear before, but you think Peyton may be dining on, on that cow bears. I, I and imagine wide receivers are going to eat too. Yeah. I, I imagine it's filling. Um, I imagine it's a tougher protein. Yeah. You probably have to, you know, do the whole low and slow thing. I can't imagine you can just pan sear bear, but I, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I'm but not hey, either. Uh, I, I think he's going to have to be perfect, right? And as a better, 
You demand perfection, and my bookie delivers. NFL, college football, it's a brand-new cash-out system to give you options to bet and win all season long. Brad, you know this. I know this as well. Uh-huh. If the first two legs of your parlay hit, you can cash out early and use the funds for another bet, or you can let it ride for a chance at a bigger payday. Join the MyBookie family for the entire season filled with odds, boosts, free bets, and super contests. Hey, and the NFL season starts tomorrow, Brad. Mm-hmm. Not that we're counting. But you can, uh, you can get started at mybookie.ag now. Register for an account for free. And when you're ready to make that deposit, use promo code NEXTROUND to grab a welcome bonus. That's on the house. That's promo code NEXTROUND to claim your deposit bonus. And for a limited time, a free chip to use in the MyBookie Casino. Bet it all on black, baby. You can bet anything, anytime, anywhere, only with my bookie. Will you be wearing a, uh, a Patriots jersey for our Sunday live show this week or every week during football season? Probably. Uh, there's a good chance. There's a good chance. Uh, the Matt Judon jersey is my mm-hmm. go-to jersey of choice right now. Okay. Because I used to have a Mac Jones jersey, but I can't wear a Mac Jones jersey while doing an Auburn show. No. No, you can't absolutely do that. can't. Can't do I mean, that. Not, not unless you want the comments to just eat you alive like Peyton Thorne, you believe, will eat up the Cal defense. You know, if if I'm going to my bookie, I need some help making picks. You know, if that's what you would say, well, let me tell you where to go. Where? Lanceslock.com. Of course. Lanceslock.com. We see now's the time. You've waited and you've waited. See, if you watched us for the last month, you would have already been there. You would know. But if you've waited, this is the time. Get the best price on the monthly and the annual packages. Just go ahead and sign up. Get the best deal at lanceslock.com. So, Brad, when you look at Auburn going on the road, mm-hmm. it's early in the season, and we talked about this over the course of the offseason, about you know where does this Cal game rank in importance? Yeah. And you know I think Auburn's quest to eight or nine wins is certainly important. You, know, you need to win against Cal. This is a, this is a game Auburn should win. I don't care if, if it's on the other side of the country. I don't care if it's kicking off at 9.30 local time. I don't care. Auburn's a better football program and a better roster and a better team and better coaches than Cal. The The mismatch is it's a long road game, yeah. and it's a little bit different. There's a lot of newness here. But when you talk about the impact on a season that this could have, I mean, you talk about this road win setting the tone for the Hugh Freeze era. And igniting this hyped up fan base even more. Yeah. The stage is set for this massive, massive Auburn wave to uh to to hit yeah. Tumor's Corner late, late Saturday night, or hey, maybe even early Sunday morning. Sure. I look at the schedule, Zach, and I see road games at Texas AM and LSU in late September and October. And I think about when you go to paint your house. When you go to paint a room inside your house, you got to put a primer coat on first. Okay. And then after that, now the room is really ready and you can find out what color you actually want the room to be. Your primer coat is on. I think the Cal game is the primer coat. If all goes well, if the coat is smooth and it's applied correctly, now the stage is set. Now there's even more belief and you go, well, we went on the road at Cal. Why can't you win at Texas A&M? Yeah. You know? And I think back to some of the big road wins that Auburn has had in the past, and I'd love for for viewers to comment on the video and let us know where this game would rank among true road victories maybe in the last 30 years or so. 30 years? That's a long time, Brad. It's not that long, Zach. Uh, I'm 30 years old, so in my lifetime. Right, 
That's why I didn't say 42. So in your lifetime, nice. uh, biggest win, where, where, where would it rank? And it doesn't necessarily mean non-conference because there just aren't that many of those. You got to go back to, I guess, uh, Kansas State 2014. Sure. Has there been a true road victory since then? They've won neutral site games. All neutral site. You know, I, I think about Clemson. That was a loss that mm -hmm. came down to the end. Penn State was a loss. Sure. So you you may have to go back nine years to Kansas State 2014. So not just non-conference games, but, you know, is, is would this game be as big to this team as the Texas A&M game in 2013 was to that team? Probably oh, not. Probably not. No. That it, 2013 win in Texas A&M yeah. is historic. You think about the swamp, the, the wins in the swamp. Mm-hmm. You know the 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 Gator Chomp after the field goals, like th those are certainly up there. Yeah. See, I thought you were talking about '94 in the swamp. Sure, and I was one. I don't really have a great recollection of that. <laughs> Three-two in Starkganistan. Yeah. See that Classic one when you're win. talking about where road wins. That one you got to put at the bottom of the list in in terms of importance. Hey, you got to find a way. You got to yeah. find a way for sure. Um, I think 2010 Rockville, Alabama is certainly yeah. one. In terms of what it meant for, for that season, yes, that was a different kind of road win. Um, True. This game Saturday and, and the 13 A&M game, those were sort of launching points for those teams. 2010 yeah. and Tuscaloosa told you, well, now if you've won over here in this environment, go, go ahead and start sizing the rings, baby, because it's not going <laughs> to be tougher in Atlanta or the desert. Yeah, that's why – I I love your example of calling this road game the primer. Yeah. Because I don't think this is going to be – if Cal's the biggest win on your schedule, I think that's concerning. I agree. Because that doesn't mean you beat A&M. doesn't mean you beat LSU. And I, I think a road win in Arkansas would be bigger. And, in fact, mm -hmm. I, I did my predictions, my season predictions before it started on, on Lockdown Auburn, and my take was the game in Fayetteville – will be Auburn's biggest win of the season mm. because I don't think they'll win in LSU. I don't think they'll win at Texas A&M currently. If they show out on Saturday night, I may change my tune on that and kind of say, okay, maybe they can can beat Texas A&M. And then if that happens, then I think, you know, maybe you do paint the room a nice icy blue, Brad, because it's so cold. Right. Yes. Go ahead and put the uh, the, the wallpaper or the the uh, decorations on there with snowflakes. Um, That's right. It, it is, and it – it instills you with continued hope. It's another step forward. Um, right. it, to use another analogy, it's like going on a road trip without a map. You're not totally sure where you're going, but you pass a familiar landmark and you go, okay, no, I'm, I know that. That looks familiar. That's mm -hmm. the Auburn football that we're used to. Yes, absolutely, we can keep going down this road and beat other teams that are on the schedule that are a little closer in terms of roster, coaching, so on and so forth. Yeah, yeah, I, I think so. I think so. And look, I think how they win will matter as well. Yeah. The line six and a half. I think Auburn should win by two scores. I just Ooh. do. I think they are so much better than this Cal team. Yeah. But are they going to do what we've seen so many Auburn teams do when they get away from Jordan-Hare Stadium and just weird things happen or yeah. they shoot themselves in the foot or, you know, they, they play like Clemson did on, on Monday night where it's like they're the better team, but like, you know, w w what's going on here? And that's kind of what was refreshing about UMass. The game against UMass was mm -hmm. Auburn was the better team. They lined up, and with the exception of you know a few plays that UMass ran on their first offensive drive, they were the better team 
every single snap. Mm-hmm. And that's what should happen. And look, they're going to give up some points to Cal, and they should because th- their offense looks pretty good. But all the reasons I've heard for Cal being good is because, oh, they've got all these new guys coming in. And I'm like, well, Auburn's got all these new guys coming in, and they're all ranked way higher than the guys at Cal brought in and and at key positions as well. So I I just don't know the argument for Cal because they say, oh, well, you know, they they took care of North Texas on the road and they, you know, they they were able to put up a lot of yards. And it's like, well, Auburn could have put up a lot more yards on UMass, but a pick six limits that, a long punt return limits that. And then Auburn just kind of stopped. They could have scored way more points, but they didn't. They didn't because it was more important to not show anything against UMass. And boy, did they show absolutely nothing, which is kind of refreshing in and of itself, too. You didn't have to do anything cutesy to destroy this team. You just lined up and played very vanilla football. And I think they can do similar things. They're going to do a little bit more, Brad, but I don't think they have to empty the playbook at all to beat Cal either. I, I just don't think this is as even of a matchup as some people are saying it is. Uh, first, I don't know that Clemson is the better football team head-to-head against Duke. And I think if they play 10 times, Duke wins 7-8. to eight No way. There is no seven way that's true. Absolutely. No way. They got pushed around. They got pushed around. Clemson got pushed around like, I mean, like the smaller, less talented team. The only score they had was off of a turnover right there near the red zone. So, all right, but that aside, Yes, you're right. What happens against UMass if Auburn gets cued offensively just to show off and put on a show? How many more points are on the board? How many more points are on the board if Damari Alston gets 15 carries instead of seven or eight? Or if they just sure. continue to pound the running game the way that they did? I think you see more misdirection. I think you see a little more of that. But you're right. Auburn scored 52 offensive points in about two and a half quarters of offense. Mm-hmm and about a quarter and a half of tempo. And Coach Freeze talked about in his weekly press conference that they really hadn't gone over all of the scenarios where the tempo affects the opponent to the degree that they're just leaving guys uncovered. You could have had another touchdown to Jay Fair on the play where they just didn't cover him. Uh, If they're truly one of the fastest teams in the country, that's good for another touchdown at least in in this game in Mm -hmm. Berkeley. So... Yeah, the more I hear you talk, the more I start to think maybe, maybe it should be a comfortable fourth quarter for the. I said this. I said this going into uh, the UMass game. Has nothing to do with UMass. Has everything to do with Auburn. Yeah, this Saturday is the same thing. Has nothing to do with Cal, and Cal's got some matchups that Auburn's got a game plan for, and I think they will. I trust his coaching staff, but it's about Auburn. If Auburn executes and does what they're supposed to do and doesn't play with their food, they win this game. And maybe, you know, maybe you can go to sleep right after the game instead of having your heart rate up. Maybe uh-huh. we're just chill for the last 10 minutes of the game. We'll see. So I will, I will say this, and I know we're going to yeah. talk about it maybe a little more t- tomorrow in our last episode sure. before game day. But um, the, the, the neutralizer, as it always is, is turnovers. And Auburn just played such a clean game mm-hmm. uh, in terms of penalties and turnovers in front of that home crowd. When they're on the road, they've been sitting around all day. You know, if you get two or three turnovers – or you're minus two or three in the turnover game and you give Cal short fields, or if the contain isn't there in the running game and they're able to keep the clock moving. I think that's Cal's strategy. Keep the clock moving, try to shorten the game, and you know try to get some eight, nine, ten play drives and just keep the Auburn offense on the field. That, that kind of has to be their game plan, I think. Yeah, and 
I think they're geared to do it. If they're going to beat Auburn, I think they're able to do it. If Auburn doesn't stop the run, it's going to be a problem. But, yeah, we'll jump into that even more on tomorrow's show. Brad, I think that about does it for today's show. Please like the video and subscribe. Really, really helps this growing channel. No question about it. Thanks for tuning in. Everyone has vices. Remember, everyone has vices. Just make sure Village Vice is one of yours.